It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs preseason team list analysis podcasts. It's Mark here with Ryan and regular Rob. Boys, how you been since our last podcast? You rested, refreshed and ready to go again? Yeah, mate, I'm I'm ready. The beard's grown at least another ten centimeters since we uh, last spoke. Yeah. It's yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like Tom uh, Tom Hanks on Castaway. That's how long it's been. Yeah, right. Yep. And um, <laughs> the the Tom Hanks to uh, our Wilson is is Rob slash you know Wilson. How you doing, mate? Yeah, well, I'm feeling like Tom Hanks in Forrest Gump actually when he starts running. <laughs> um, that's, that's how long pretty, my beard's got. Oh, man. Love that. All right, boys, we're going to do the Panthers today. Nice and quick, short, sharp, and shiny, and only correct information coming out of us today, which is going to be good stuff. Nice change. No no Uh, mistakes. No mistakes. Uh, Dylan Edwards, great player, not fantasy relevant to start round one with a 44 break even. Uh, Same can be said for Brian To'o, who I've managed to talk one person out of starting with so far. Uh, Taylor May, great last year, did a – Great things for fantasy managers, but 623k, you can avoid him. Uh, same can be said for both Stephen Triton and Isaac Targo, who were great servants for fantasy last year, but not relevant this year. Everyone's favorite 5'8", Jerome Luai. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's about the backline extent of non-fantasy relevance here. Um, now, we do need to have to cover two members of the spine who we do need to have a discussion about, the first of which is Nathan Cleary, who is the uh, undisputed, well, maybe somewhat now disputed king of fantasy football, two seasons in a row being 2020 and 2021 of high scorer, um, who was uh, subverted by Nico Hines last year. He was a bit of a naughty boy and uh, got sent off last year, which uh, dragged his average down, but Mm. uh, FanHub took it in their infinite wisdom to adjust his price back up to what his average would have been had he not been sent off because reasons. Boys, Rob, I'll start with you, mate. I don't normally start with you. Let's mix it up. What do you think? Yoda. Um, I have Cleary currently in my team. Um, I just think, and I know you've been doing a lot of analysis on him versus Cameron Murray, for example, as a captain, but I feel like the very slight discount that we have on him, even from last year, still feels like very very meaningful with him, with someone like Cleary. Like if we're talking like, you know, if he's got potentially two or three points of value um, as a captaincy option and someone that is going to score you a lot of points throughout the course of the season um, is just really, really helpful to start with. And I've really, really struggled to make a team that doesn't have Cleary in it um, for that reason. It's really easy, mate. you got lots of money for other stuff. Yeah, but look, like I haven't started with him for a while now and it, it actually feels nice having him on my team I must say like he's a great captain and I think I know you've said this before Mark but he the one thing he doesn't have is that Dally M chip right so maybe this is the year maybe he, he kicks on to a level that we haven't seen him before he didn't actually score that many tries last year right like I know you'll probably talk about this but um, even if he regresses in other areas um, it feels like tries are going to go up this year that's my take. I think I think he's he's I think he's the best captaincy option. Um, 
And there's a, there's an argument to make for Murray um, and then to potentially pivot to Hines at some point later in the season. But um, yeah, definitely the best early season captain for mine. Mm. Yeah. Well, so Cleary not including the game where he got sent off, uh, played all but four minutes of his team's games, um, including his games in the finals. He averaged 69.9 points. Uh, comes in at 66, so obviously there's some clear value to start with. Uh, also, the big thing with Cleary as opposed to Hines and Murray is his consistency of his high scoring. So in exactly half of his games last year, he scored seven at least 70 points, which is absolutely massive, uh, whereas Hines was... 43.5 and Murray was 42%. So basically and there's an extra game or, you know, a, a half a game where he's 10, like in the next tier of points. So it is, you know, given the fact that he's actually cheaper than Hines, like him and Hines should be the same price if we're talking about value-wise. So he's probably got 30, 40K worth of value. Probably should be more or less a million bucks. Like, But the thing with Cleary is, there's a couple of question marks here. So kick out goes, and that makes me wonder whether um, that attack's going to even out a little bit uh, and, and you know, less kick out Luai and more Cleary, Liam Martin, you know, Stephen Crichton. I mean, it doesn't have to be a massive amount. If it's two or three extra tries, it makes a big difference because the other thing is Cleary actually had his lowest ever season of try scoring. So I think he had like, eight, nine, 10, 11 tries first four years and then only three last year in 16 games. So there is absolutely some upside there to nudge him into the low 70s average, which would just be absolutely ludicrous. Um, it is interesting to know that he had the lowest ceiling of those three players being Hines, Murray and Cleary uh, last year, uh, even though he was more consistently above that 70-point range. So his max score last year was 93, low score 44, Murray was actually 45 and 94, so he was a, a one point better on both the floor and the ceiling, but averaged like three or four points less, which tells you everything you need to know about Cleary's consistent high-quality scoring. The question just becomes what what can you do with this 50K, like if you were to go to a Murray? That's the only question. Like if, if you don't have anything good to spend that 50K on, you should have Cleary and not Cameron Murray. But... If it's the difference between Lockie Miller and Chance Nickel Clockstar, you know, you, that's when you consider a Murray. And we'll do some more content on that. Um, but, Ryan, do you have anything further to tack on to that? No, I, I think you've covered it well. Like, right, I think the main question uh, the main question for us is Cleary versus Murray. But I think for the, a lot of fantasy players, the main question, the majority of fantasy players probably, the main question is Cleary versus Hines. Um, Cleary sitting in the high 30%, I think about 37, 38%. Yeah, and Heinz currently at 25.4. So uh, it seems like coaches are tossing up between those two because it seems unlikely people are going to have both. Um, For me, I think I'm firmly in the Cleary camp. Um, And look, I I really like Murray, but I, I, I just don't know if he's got the same... He's got, he's got a safer floor, but I don't know if he's got the same consistent high ceiling as, as you pointed out. Yeah. No, nah, it's definitely – there'll be some more content on this. The thing with Murray is he, there's less week, weekly question marks. Mm. You know, you own him through to round one of origin and then you sell him. That's, that is it. 
you know he's going to play. Cleary, that round three bye, you're going to be promoting a Matt Dory or a Tommy Talau or a Bailey Hodgson or whoever it is. You're going to be promoting one of them to your scoring 17. And you're going to have to pick somebody to put the captaincy on. And maybe it's Ruben Cotter who gets you a, you know, 34 and 55 minutes against the Titans. That's the problem. That's the concern. Murray has a floor as well. But I say round three, a lot of us, like a lot of people are looking at a Cleary-Cotter combination for their two most expensive players. Cowboys play the Warriors in round three. So you might look at that and go, all right, that's an option and an upside potential play there, but also that's a potential for Tamu and McLean to pay some extra minutes maybe and cut it or not. So who knows? Um, So that is the risk that you run going the early season Cleary strategy instead of the early season Murray strategy. But, I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. if you make the right decisions in that round three in terms of captaincy and who you promote from your emergencies, Cleary is the way to go. If you don't make the right decisions... Murray's the way to go. So, and you won't know until round four. <laughs> That's the problem. You won't know until hindsight's slapping you in the face and you'll either be an idiot or you'll be a genius. So, well, you know, which we won't know. Particularly hindsight, if, if you will. Hindsight. Well, Hines is in the same predicament as Cleary, though, as well, because he's got the round six by instead of the round three by. Yeah, no, but talk about round three, mate. Yeah, yeah. it's actually a, uh, it's actually a, a tick in the Cleary column that his buy is earlier because it's less likely that you're going to have red dots the earlier in the season it is. So yeah. what you really want, if you're going to have it, you don't, you don't want to be buying like, you know, that's where like the Titans and Raiders buys are like, they're in a really awkward, like five to eight, like that range there because, you know, they, maybe the cash cow hasn't quite matured yet and then they make some changes over the buy and, you know, and you're in an awkward sort of sell spot. You haven't really made enough money. At least if it's round one, two, three, you can sort of, you'll know where you're at. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. And then the other guy in the spine that we need to speak about is Mitch Kenny, who looks like he's going to be the starting hooker. He's going to get some challenge from Sonny Luke. In an ideal scenario, we just see Sonny Luke in the hooker in round one and then we get a cash cow and we don't have to worry about potentially being trapped by Mitch Kenny. I'm not somebody who's had Mitch Kenny in my team at all. Um, do either of you feel strongly about him at all? No, oh, I just don't think he's going to get um, get the minutes. Like he seems, It seems like it's going to be a sort of 50-30 split. I guess the hope... If you get Kenny, is maybe plays a little bit of lock like he's done in the past. He's come off the bench um, when Appy was there and moved into the forward pack. Like maybe you hope for that. Um, but if he's just playing purely hooker, I don't think there's enough here. No, and I mean he's he's already priced fairly high for what you would like. Um, so he's at a twenty nine be already. So he'd need to basically be in the 40s and uh, for a 50-minute hooker, that's a 0.8 PPM, which is quite high. He's definitely a lot more Andrew McCulloch than he is Damian Cook, mm. uh, which is not what you want. He's in 16% of teams or something at the moment, 14%, sorry, uh, and just seems to be a, a pretty clear trap for me. Um, Rob, do you have anything in opposition to that? No, I think you're right. If you've got someone that's like an Andrew McCulloch, they need to be playing really high minutes to be... Because often those kind of players get more tackles than points, you know? Because <laughs> like, yeah. they're, they're, only, 
<laughs> their only their only way of getting points is tackles, and then if they miss a tackle, then they're they're cooked. So, yeah, I think it's just the the PPM and minutes um, yep. combo with him, um, and then yeah, let's just hope that it's Sonny Luke, and then because potentially yeah. Kenny could play some middle minutes, um, and because yeah. Penrith haven't really had a low minutes hooker before like this, so we we don't uh, really know. So maybe it's well, one where you wait till round three, wait till you've got the first two rounds. Um, till well, the, the other option might be like if they what if they go with Tyrone Peachy on the bench instead of Sonny Luke, and Peachy's playing like 10, 15 minutes at hooker, and Kenny's playing sixty to seventy minutes. Does that change your opinion? It's getting closer to buy territory. If any minutes would be, uh, what's that? His PPM is like 0.6 though, right? Yeah. yeah. It's pretty pretty average. So I think he'd probably have to play 80, but he gets closer. You're right. Yeah. It's... yeah. At 426, you can take a, you can roll the dice on a hooker at 426K if you know he's going to be playing at least 65 minutes. But I think with Sonny Luke there, it's entirely possible it's, you know, 50-30 or 45-35. It might change from week to week as well. It could be the Tom Starling special where he plays 25 minutes and then Luke comes on and plays a 50 as well, which would be an absolute train wreck. So, yeah, and the upside's not there to, to warrant that risk. Covering the three guys... Who are not fantasy relevant? James Fisher Harris, good player, not fantasy relevant at this stage. Same thing with Moses Leota and Liam Martin. Uh, Isaiah Yo has been added to the app, but is too expensive to start the year. Um, but Luke Garner joins the team, uh, as does Zach Hosking. One of those guys is going to be the starting edge back role, we think, and not Scott Sorensen. I am of the opinion that it's going to be Luke Garner, but could be either one. It actually wouldn't shock me if it's not Luke Garner, given, you know, he was flat out able to make the Panthers, uh, the Tigers team consistently. Uh, Ryan, do you have a strong feeling either way about whether it's Garner or Hosking? Oh, I don't have a strong feeling. I, I don't really know what to expect. I, I, I would guess uh, Garner. I'm on, on the, sort of on the same boat as you there. I think either way we're going to get, um, if it's Garner or Hosking, I think we've got a screaming buy on our hands. Um, if it's Sorensen... Probably a lukewarm buy, but not someone I'd be willing to, you know, go to bat for. Um, oh, Hoskins oh, so much better than Garner. Garner's been pretty good though in the past. Like Garner has put up like fifty averages in the in the back row before for the Tigers. So I mean, if he's playing um, eighty minutes in a Penrith Panthers side, like I, I wouldn't put it past Garner not being a keeper this season if he is playing eighty minutes. Mm. Yeah, I'm just looking at Garner's. He does rely a lot on the try scoring. Um, just looking at his edge back row starts. Four games, average 64, but with three tries in 2019. Uh, that was a 75% try scoring rate. And then 10 games in 2020, 50% try scoring rate, average 48.4. So those two seasons, great. 2021, not as good, only a 43 average 27% try scoring rate, which is about what you'd expect. And the 2022, 46 average, 37% try scoring rate. So Garner comes in at 33. So, I mean, he's he's definitely a value, um, but he's not the base stat guy that Hosking is. Yeah. I, I think you probably need to have whichever one is named there, don't you? Yeah. I think we're all just hoping it's not Sorensen. Yeah. Yeah, that'd throw a big spanner in the works. Mm. Sorensen's the most expensive too, isn't he? Oh yeah. yeah, which is yeah, by some margin. Yeah, and he's probably the worst of the three too. He's not yes. bad, but he's he's definitely the worst of the three. And he'd go play center as well. You just know it. 
<laughs> yep. Yep. No, good stuff. Garner or Hosking, whichever one of them's named. I think they're a buy. Anything else here for the Panthers? Uh, are they, are they going to win the Premiership again? Three in a row? No. Yeah, have you got Roosters? Yeah. Sharks. No, the Roosters, man. Roosters. The mighty no. Roosters. I think they're going to win. You do? Well, three, three yeah. in a row. Three in a row. It seems unlikely, but, you know, all you've got to do is look at this year, you know? The last two years have nothing to do with it. Mm. Oh, mate, yeah. you know, it's... Appy's a big loss. It's a big loss. It's, I think... It's, uh... It's, I don't know. It's hard to stay hungry when you've uh, been eating at the buffet for two years. It's hard to stay hungry. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I just think that Cleary is just going to have a career year and they're just going to... I mean, they've, how, how can they get better than the last two years, though? I think that's that's the issue, isn't it? It's that they've been just playing incredible footy for two years and even if they are not as good as last year, could they still win? Possibly. They're so good. Oh, They're so good. That's a big call. Mm. I mean, it's not like they were blowing teams out every week. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like they, what they needed a what a Cody Walker intercept in twenty twenty two to get there. Mm. I, I guess they were pretty good in the, in the finals last year. They were pretty comprehensive. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's just it's really hard and really unlikely to do it three years in a row. Like I, I've got them coming second, which is still a great year, and they're still a great side. But oh man, I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know if you can back someone to back a side to win three in a row. Like when was the last time a side won three in a row? It's got to be bloody donkey's years now. Has it ever happened? Well, I mean, the, I know the Dragons before the salary cap won like ten in a row back in the sixties. Mm. Yeah, so I, I don't know if it's happened since then. Oh, one for the history books. If you know the answer to that question, let us know. When was the last time? We're not going to Google it. Parramatta so. was actually it was yeah. It was, I'm googling it now. Actually, <laughs> it's Parramatta back in the eighties. They won three in a row. Now the people don't trust me, Ryan, because I said we weren't going to Google it, and then you Googled it straight away. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's, Ryan, the bookie and Ryan is just going to always, always look that up, isn't he? Yeah, to find I need out. to know. I need to know. <laughs> That's funny. All right, boys, I reckon that'll do us. Any yeah. any closing thoughts, Rob? No, see, you all, see you all next time. Lovely. All right, thanks for joining <laughs> us. We'll talk to you next time where we are going to discuss the South Sydney... Cameron Murray's. Love you guys.